0: Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Sweezy and today's show, Brave to Bold, is being brought to you by Jody Liller of Liller Design Works.
1: Hi, this is Jody Liller with Liller Design Works. We specialize in graphic marketing. Graphic design goes beyond skill and talent. We put the bam into your graphic campaign. We enhance your brand, focus on your target audience and messaging. So who are you going to call?
0: Jody Liller with Liller Design Works. Hi, this is Deborah Ann Sweezy with Brave to Bold. This program is to empower and enlighten your life's journey with excitement and success. Today, my guest is Karin Buzer. Hi, Karin. Hi, Deborah Ann. Karin lives in Tucson with her husband, Dave, and she is a mother of four that we're going to hear all about, and she is also a registered nurse. And lately, Karin has become an author with a busy, busy schedule. I can't wait to hear the reason behind your deciding to become an author. And you have published your second book, Second book, yep. And so start us off in the beginning and tell us what was your motivation to the reason why you wanted to write your first book, which is named Big Trouble. What is behind all that? Big Trouble was created for our son, Jordan. Jordan is currently
1: 28. We had him in public schools. We had a wonderful, wonderful experience with the public schools here in Tucson and the special ed programs. However, when he got to high school, we found that they shifted. The curriculum was more geared towards vocational matters and vocational living and skills, and the scholastic curriculum really tapered off. Our other three girls, also going through high school at the same time, were a little ruffled that he didn't have homework, and they did, and I said, you're right, and I did not want him to lose the reading skills that he had mastered, and he read on a a kindergarten to a first grade level. So we started reading with him every night, which was an exercise in futility for both him and I. The books he could read were subject matters like Hop on Pop and Fat Cat on a Mat and things that really he had no interest in. So I started writing stories, very crude kind of simple stories using simple sight words and phonics, but I still had really little success with him. If he could have pulled out his hair, he would have. And same on mom's side, So I started illustrating them with his pictures and him being the star of the story. The first story, Big Trouble... Was because we had a little issue with him when we went over to other people's houses. He liked to kind of steal uh, a, or I wouldn't say steal because I don't think he really conceptualized that, that idea. But he would take a little token from their house, usually in the form of a <laughs> shirt or something. A shirt? Yes, well, a shirt. Wonder what enthralled him about a shirt. That's he cute. loves folding laundry, and in specific. T shirts. Okay. And so it was like, hmm, you know, and I can just see his little sneaky face looking this way, that way, and then going in and sneaking it out. And he'd get it all the way home, and we'd think, well, wait a minute, that's not your shirt. And we'd look and we'd, you know, finally put two and two together. He was one step ahead of us. So I wrote this story called Big Trouble, and it's just a very simplistic story using a teenage model, him. And to respect other people's property and it turned out really well because the illustrations really just show off his little cheeky side it shows off that his little mind formulating that plan of I want this and I'm going to get it this way and success was his and so it was really easy to illustrate his looks since I know them so well And he was more than happy to start reading that, especially keeping it short. And he had some sensory integration issues. And so he was with an occupational therapist for many, many years. And when he was young, he had really a difficult time standing on like uh, the pumpkin furrows or hiking, anything that really required spatula integration and sensory integration were just not linked the same way as how we process sensory stimuli. So after about five to six years of this therapy... He was then able to ride a bike, go hiking with us, go on boats. I mean, it opened up a whole world. That has to be fabulous. That was not available to him before. And so just a loud shout out to all of our wonderful Tucson therapists, occupational speech, and any other entity that we have utilized to make him
0: the the man he is today. Oh, that is incredible. I'm so happy to hear that, Karin. His life has to be changed 100% as well. His happiness, his fulfillment, it has to be great for you and the family. Oh, it is.
1: Now the kids are all grown up. Like I said, he's 28, but we could go places as a family and do activities as a family. And Big Hike, I mean, for everybody that lives in Tucson, well, Definitely see the railroad ties that are set in Catalina State Park. That was a huge moment for him. It
0: really was. So, Big Hike being the second book. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you decided to put it in Catalina State Park? Um, the setting was in Catalina State
1: Park, because we'd go up there quite a bit. For him, there was sand, there was water, there were rocks, and... For you and I, placing our hands and feet, mm-hmm. it just comes naturally. For him, it's a thought-out process. And it it was really taxing on his, not nervous system, so, so to speak, but really processing different sensory, going upstairs, downstairs, touching rock, going through water, which he did not want to do. Oh, he did <laughs> not? <laughs> nope, That's surprising. Would sign no, no, no to me, which is very apparent in the book. It has a few signs in there.
0: So uh, That is so neat. So back to your book. So he enjoys reading about himself. Is that correct? He does, because
1: he's the star of the book. Although Jordan has Down syndrome, but I don't think that it's just limited to people with developmental disabilities because I have many pictures of typical people doing the same activities. And I think it, it's geared towards people who have a low reading level but are at an older age with the life experiences. Like he was 18, and as I had previously said, reading hop-on-pop to an 18-year-old, he had no interest in it whatsoever. When it brought it up to his life experience it was a win-win situation especially seeing himself and he could he's got a fantastic memory and
0: he could remember and recall those adventures that we had so to speak now how does he read does he sign back to you are you able to understand his words being his mother or how does that happen Well, you know how moms are.
1: They always understand their toddlers and their kids. It's just kind of an unspoken language. But he signs only when he needs to retrieve a word or he gets stuck on something or we're in public and the sensory stimulation, like it's very, very loud. He will zone in on me and I will sign to him and it kind of brings him back to the moment. In reading, it's usually just him and myself. And he will just sit down and he'll read. He's better at phonics, sounding them out. But again, his memory is good, so simple sight words are easily mastered for him. Can't be too long because he doesn't have a very long attention span unless it's Disney or Mrs. Doubtfire
0: currently. Oh, he loves that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he does, and he loves his music. Well, the, now, what kind of music is he into? Oh, now?
1: he has many genres. Uh huh. He's got a fantastic speech therapist who specializes in music. He loves Johnny Cash, Led Zeppelin. Maroon five, oh, you name it. He's so just everything all over. across the board. Yeah, yeah. And of course the typical seventies, the YMCA and Casey and the Sunshine Band. So anything that he can just wiggle to, he's he's pretty happy with. So it sounds like he's quite the performer. Oh yeah. People that have Down syndrome are usually if they know they can get a little attention, they cash in on it. So, okay. A little attention. Yeah. Or a lot of attention.
0: <laughs> whichever way the ball swing in that day and what you're asking of him so oh that is so cute i bet he really draws a crowd when you're out together he draws a crowd but i will have to say he touches
1: more people's lives than any typical person does he just has you know this uniqueness about him and you see that you know god loves diversity and there's yes. a reason he's here
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, tell me about that. I I wanted to touch on that. So when you were expecting Jordan, did you know that you were going to have a Down syndrome child at that time?
1: Nope. Our
0: first child, who
1: is 30 now, and we are grandparents, little props there. When I was expecting with her, the alpha fetal protein is what they did. It was the big test back then, came back low and it was very early on and so they said oh this is you know indicative of x y and z and especially a child with down syndrome and I thought oh gosh my husband and I were newly married and it just was one of those things we weren't expecting to have to make a decision." And so my husband, Dave, and I had spoken, we just thought, no more tests, you know, we want to be parents and whatever God gives us, God gives us. Thankfully, she was a healthy, beautiful little girl. And then uh, when we were expecting again with Jordan, there was just something in the back of my mind from day one that the pregnancy wasn't right couldn't put my foot on it or my hand on it at all. It just didn't feel right. And they wanted to do alpha fetal protein, and we were like, nope, you know, we don't want to have to make a decision, and this baby is loved and fearfully and wonderfully made. And so when he was born, he was born full-term, and even at Dickens from day one, he was born a breech, but didn't wait for the C-section, and so came out to our surprise, but he was full-term, healthy. I can say, but he was born with a major heart defect that we didn't find out about until he was about, I think, three months old. And again, I just had that feeling something wasn't right, being a nurse, being a mom. But no, we did not have any indication at all during the pregnancy that anything was amiss other than this kind of gnawing feeling that I think moms get. And then we had two children after him, and again, we were offered amnio, alpha-fetal protein, and we were like, nope, well, you know, this baby is wanted and loved from day one. So, and that was our decision. I've had many, many people, like, if you knew, what if you have terminated, and it was, I would like to say with 100% certainty that we would not, but I think there's... I don't think you can always say that. And I hope that given that information that we wouldn't. I'm about 99.5% sure we wouldn't. But I think everybody can kind of manipulate their situation
0: and talk themselves into it. Oh, my goodness, Karen. I'm getting cold chills (laughs) by listening to you. This is such a beautiful story. And if people could make decisions on the other half of their life, wouldn't things be so, so different? Oh my gosh, yeah. But they can't. Yeah. And so hearing what you're saying today is making such a difference in the lives of people that listen and want to tell other people that this beautiful child, even though he has Down syndrome, he's still God's perfect creation. Mm -hmm. And would you change anything today?
1: No. There's a song on the radio and a little prop to love there, but it's, I think, called Dear Younger Me, and boy, it reminds me of that day he was born. It was different. I can't say we were overjoyed. He had medical issues, and certainly at 25, nothing we were expecting. He kind of turned our world upside down, And I wish I could go back to that 25-year-old who was just sobbing and didn't know which way the world was up and say, Oh my gosh, your life is going to be awesome with this kid in it. Your family, every one of your kids are going to feel like you were
0: handpicked for this, like oh my blessed in in a special way. So your daughters love him, oh, and yeah. have embraced him, and wouldn't change anything for the world. They wouldn't change him for the world. He
1: got it just as much as every other brother. He was the only boy of three girls. He got dressed up, he got makeup put on him, he got his hair done, Got tied up a couple times or two because he wouldn't do what they said. <laughs> and they were fearfully protective of him to the point that sometimes we would have to, you know, say, just hold on here, you know. But yeah, they would not change one. Thing at oh all and my. he is the best uncle in the world oh, is he yeah he's very proud
0: of his uncle duties and takes them very seriously oh so. that is the sweetest thing yeah. I had the greatest joy of meeting Jordan and I was just enthralled with him <laughs> at the birthday party he was quite the entertainer And so I can imagine him caring for that little one. What a beautiful blessing that has to be.
1: It is. It really is to see him. And he's just so gentle with him. And he is on him like white on rice. So he will make an excellent babysitter in terms of just... Having an extra set of eyes and hands around. So, oh, that's so exciting. But, uh, well,
0: let's get back to your book. Mm-hmm. We have a few minutes left. And so I just want you to tell us what's on the horizon for you and how we can find your book, Big Trouble and Big Ike. Very easily found. We have a
1: little website, but it's very easy to maneuver. It's www.just jordanbooks.com and it will direct you to the amazon kindle publishing site the books are e-form only currently they're 99 cents a book and schools can purchase them and download The uh, book itself and then reproduce it for all their students just as an adjunct for reading. We're hoping to by early 2018 to come out with the printed form. We are self-published so the printed form is just taking a little more work to get around. Certainly. And we have two more books in the making and I say we because I have a partner Norm. I do all the raw drawings and he colorizes them he does computer colorization which is quite a technique in itself and it just makes those stories pop and I think readers that are are low-level readers the colors really speak to them and as we all know a picture can um, say a thousand words and so, two more stories. The next one coming out is Big Ride, and it's Jordan. He routinely does the river ride here in Tucson with us—a a good, probably ten to fifteen mile bike ride, which is pretty good. Oh, well, I'll say. And then Big Ski Day, where he—and um, he doesn't love skiing. He just has one of those, you know, overbearing mother that makes him experience everything that she thinks he should. But when he accomplished it, he, uh, oh, my gosh, the whole ski hill was cheering him on.
0: Oh, is and, that true? Oh yeah, he goodness. came
1: down spinning around like a little top. And to my, I was horrified. And he got down the bottom and he put up his hands and he's like, ah Turbo Man. <laughs> and everybody just cheered for him. And I thought, oh, I did do the right thing. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, I, Turbo Man. Yeah. Oh, and I then, he oh, oh, then he had a beer. Oh, he had a beer, of course. He is legal age. Don't worry, That's folks. That's right. Oh, that and he so just cute. enjoys one. But it was a well-earned beer. <laughs> yes, it
0: was. I'll never forget that. I-28, I want a beer. I-28. <laughs> <laughs> the man knows what he wants. Yes, he mm-hmm. does. Indeed, he does. Well, Karin, please tell them one more time because yeah. I, my wheels are spinning how many places I can offer these books. So please give this information one more time for those people that are listening. We can be found on our website at
1: www.justjordanbooks. We're also on um, Instagram at Just Jordan Books and Facebook at Just Jordan Books. We post almost weekly just pictures of Jordan. Last weekend, he was in the White Mountains, and he went in a razor, razoring around the the terrain and loved it. The weekend before that, he was at a Diamondbacks game with his family. And so we just picture him doing adult things that any typical 28-year-old would be doing and enjoying. So. Yes,
0: what a blessed family oh, to we have each do. and every one of you together and what a blessing you've been to me well, thank so thank you. you for coming by and would you say in closing that this journey is kind of your being brave and stepping out to being bold would you say this is it oh absolutely I mean from that 25 year old mother who
1: just didn't know which way the world was up being gifted with this incredible person and then making it into a journey for what he needed in terms of reading and then reaching out to other people. I definitely, Brave to Bold
0: coins it perfectly. Well, Karen, thank you so much. Please stop by again and give us an update on Jordan and your life, and it's just been my pleasure.
1: Oh, thank you, Debra and Thank you very much.